Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Grindstone Adventures Podcast. This is episode 13. Uh, it's just me again tonight. Uh, people busy scheduling conflicts, having to back out last second. Uh, no worries, though. Uh, we'll keep this one nice and short and sweet. Um, just want to stay out loud disclaimer i do not own the rights to that music that is billy valentine from the forest rangers sons of anarchy uh volume four on spotify uh so i didn't i don't own that uh but i'm a big sons of anarchy fan um so with that we will get into this um so the original plan was to have my buddy Mike on the podcast this week. Um, he ended up having some things come up and having to cancel, um, which is fine. We'll get him on at a later date. Um, his podcast is going to be more survivalist, camping, hiking type stuff. Um, he's a big uh, throw in a pack, go hike kind of person. Um, very energetic person. Uh, get a few beers in him and the volume just escalates. Uh, but he's a cool dude, so good friend to hang out with. He's a hell of a shot on the, the 5.56 and the little pussy varmint round he has. Um, you know, big dogs all shoot 7.62 by 39 because uh, we like to hit things and we like to hit them hard. Um, that's obviously what I shoot. Um, so, all right. My original plan was to have Mike on the podcast, um, and my buddy Zach, he found his GoPro Hero 3 finally and let me have it like he said he would. Um, I got it charged up, got tape on the case so the blinking lights wouldn't, you know, be visible in the woods and stuff. Um, what turned on for the podcast, it will not turn on, so the battery is dead or shot, I don't know which one. Um, so I'm going to play around with that a little bit more. Um, but the goal is to try and transition to filming uh, some of the podcasts, get some of the guests on FaceTime instead of just a normal phone call. And then that way people can see what's happening as it's going down. They can see how fidgety I am behind the microphone, and uh, they can see people's reaction. Um, ideally, I want to get to a place where I can have people come to my studio, um, which I do not have yet because I live in a two-bedroom apartment in West Virginia. Um, but I'm moving back to Ohio in the fall, um, so I will be looking for a place where I can have a studio. Um, so there will be one in the future, uh, just a waiting game right now to work it out and you know, roll some cash this summer and go from there. Um, so the filming aspect will come down the road hopefully by next week I have it ready to go um i've come to the conclusion this microphone that's on this set of headphones uh does not do a damn thing um but the headphones themselves do they cancel all noise so i focus more on what's being said to me uh rather than the background noise that can be distracting so um but i can't plug these into the microphone to cancel that noise and hear my voice clearly without having this mic on there so I look ridiculous, but I do every day anyway, so. All right, so I'm gonna, 
there's not much like specifically that I'm going to talk about this week. I believe turkey season opens today or maybe Saturday, which today is t- April 21st. Uh, Saturday would be 23rd. Um, and I just read the rules and regulations last night. Um, southern zone of Ohio, uh, 30 minutes before, I believe, uh, to noon is your hunting time. So that's important for me because I've never actually turkey hunted in my life. Um, so I needed to know that stuff. And I've uh, got to get my tags and my license yet still. But I may touch on that. Um because I do have the websites pulled up for Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania prices and stuff, uh, which all three only have hunting license and turkey tags or fishing license up at this point um, that I would care about. So um, I may touch on those and give a brief rundown of what each one includes and their pricing so that way if someone else out there is listening to this podcast and wants to go out of state and hunt or fish or something like that, they got a ballpark price range, okay? Um, not, I know it's difficult for people to do that. It's going to be difficult for me to do it this year, but I'm going to get it done. Um, if nothing else, I'm going to go sit in a bunch of different public land woods and struggle and not see any deer and have a heck of an experience doing it and learn from it. So that's the goal. Um, we're going to touch a little bit of sports. Um, going to give out a shout-out right now to my buddy Joe Newell, who was on the podcast last week. He turns 25 today. Uh, he's getting to be an old motherfucker. Uh, love you, buddy. And stay out of the trouble in the bars tonight, bud. Um, don't do anything I wouldn't have done back in my prime. Um, but I'm sure Austin and all the other boys that you, you grew up with and hang, hung out with while you have been in the Army wish they could be there to celebrate with you, buddy. But I'll drink a bottle of water for you and go to bed early for you. That way one of us gets some sleep. Um, also, shout out to Joe for uh, he got promoted. Uh, I don't remember the rank, but it's some form of sergeant. But he did get promoted, so uh, shout out to Joe for that. Um, and then we'll touch about some hunting stuff. Um, I got some stuff for my bow. Um, and then kind of how I want to end each podcast moving forward here out motivational stuff um, not a big motivational person to other people um, but it's been something that's really helped me since October last year so get through my mental struggles so it's something I will touch on and work around and see how to end each podcast going forward um, I don't know how long this episode will go but I don't expect it to be anywhere near how long the last 12 episodes have been so with that being said, let's hop into it. Uh, let's, break, let's break down the sports first. So if you haven't known or haven't picked up on it from the previous episodes that I have touched on sports with my buddies, I am a diehard Pittsburgh fan. I, not a big baseball fan, but I root for the Pirates over anybody, even though the Pirates will get mollywopped every single time because they suck. Um, but I am a big Pittsburgh fan. Love the Steelers, love the Pirates, <coughs> excuse me, Pirates, and I love the Penguins, um, which I'm rooting for the Penguins to go win a Stanley Cup, get said to kid another one. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a big Steelers fan, not a big college football fan. Um, if I had to choose a college football team, I'm choosing my alma mater, Muskingum University, Fighting Muskies, because uh, I just don't get into college sports very much. 
Um, but uh, so let's let's start this off with the rival team, the Browns. So the Browns gave a huge contract to Denzel Ward this week. Um, I believe five years, hundred plus million dollars, or seventy of it was guaranteed. I think it was. Um, I don't have Twitter pulled up in front of me. I don't like this move for the Browns. They spent all that money getting Deshaun Watson there. And they don't even know if he's going to play half the season. That's a whole other topic. Me and Joe touched on a little bit last week. I'm not going to go in Deshaun Watson this week. But Denzel Ward, great player. Uh, he was a great college ball player. I uh, watched a lot of his highlights coming out of college because I hope the Steelers would have drafted him. Um, he's made some special plays in the league. Um, was he deserving of a five-year contract? I think so. $100 million? Um, not necessarily. Um, his coverage, it's top five, but it's not top three. I think $100 million plus a year for a corner, making him the highest-paid corner in NFL history to date. You need to be top three, um, in my opinion. And he's not top three, um, statistically. He doesn't have as many interceptions, uh, pass breakups. His QBR allowed is higher than most. I'm not saying his are way off from the top three or anything in my mind, which my top corner is obviously Jalen Ramsey. Um, but he, he, like his QBR compared to, I think it was uh, J.C. Jackson or something like that. Uh, I think the Patriots corner that did good, and I think he actually may have went to Los Angeles Chargers this offseason. Um, but he had like a 30 point something QBR, whereas Denzel Ward had like a 58 QBR allowed, which a 58 QBR, he went some ball games throwing, throwing that high, or throwing that kind of a QBR. So in my mind, he didn't deserve the 100, 100 million. Um, is he a good ball player? Yes. Um, is he worth a contract extension? Yes. Is he worth $100 million in my mind? No. Some Browns fans may agree with me. Some Browns fans may not. There's probably not really anybody that's going to say anything because no one comments on this stuff. Um, but if you disagree with me, shoot me a message. Uh, let, let's talk about it. Uh, I'm not afraid to get into sports conversations. I am a very big sports person. I will sit down and have a whole podcast about sports if I have people to talk to them about. Um, if I have topics to go over in sports. Because if not, I will sit and talk sports about Pittsburgh all damn day and nobody will listen but me. Um, because I love Pittsburgh that much. Uh, so Denzel Ward got paid. Um, good move by the Browns, just a little too expensive with the, uh, you know, the QB situation. But that transitions to my next Browns point. Baker's being done dirty over there. That man has bled for that, that team and that city. Coming out of college as an underdog, you know, even though he was drafted first overall, he was an underdog. People said it was a mistake. Um, the Browns are trying to make it out as they, they fucked up the first Brown pick, first overall pick once again with him. Um, I think they may have messed up, but I think they his skill set is wildly misunderstood. Um, he is a game manager, in my opinion. He's not that breakout QB star like Big Ben was when he was younger or um, like Michael Vick or, you know, Justin Herbert or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. He ain't, He's not that kind of quarterback. 
he is a Philip Rivers, uh, Eli Manning style quarterback in my mind that can move when he needs to move, but he's limited when he's outside the pocket. Um, now, let's not say he's a bad quarterback. I think he's a decent quarterback. His skill set doesn't match up to what he's probably asking for in his next offseason. Um, however, he's a game manager, and you can win Super Bowls with game managers. It's been done. Eli won two. Uh, it, it's been done. Nick Foles won a, won a Super Bowl. Now, granted, he's got hands, but Baker's proved he got hands in his first game that he ever started for the Browns, and he won against the Jets back in 2018 or something like that. So, <clears throat> Baker's being left out to dry, and I'm a Steelers fan saying this. And I think he, he deserves to be traded the way he wants to, but Brown's not knowing if they're going to have Deshaun Watson for half the season. They're going to try and play B Baker as their starter for the first half and then sit him, and I think that's dirty because they're not going to start Josh Dobbs. Uh, I love Josh Dobbs, but he's more of a QB room guy to help with film and tell you what you're seeing out there, tell you what's happening. He's a... He can read defenses, but he just can't make the plays with his physical talent. Um, and Jacoby Brissett, he just sucks. He sucks. Um, obviously better than me, but he sucks. He's had his opportunity to prove he was QB1 two places, and he has failed both times miserably. He's not, he's not the guy. So if the Browns want any shot at playoffs next year or this coming season, they have to play Baker, and Baker don't want to play there anymore. That's clear. This poses an issue for the Browns, and it poses an even bigger issue for Baker because Baker's going to be getting dog shit plays, get dog shit. He's going to get walked on all over the media and stuff coming up season. And his trade value is going to drop. His signing, his free agency value is going to drop. The man has had four head coaches, four offense coordinators in four years. He had a massive shoulder injury last year that he probably should have sat out right afterwards, got it fixed, took season off. Should have. But he did. Props to him for that. I would have. Um, <clears throat> as much as I don't want to say that, I would have because I've dealt with shoulder injuries. I know how rough those can be. So he he needs out of Cleveland. I don't want to see him in black and gold. I, I don't think that's a good fit. Not with the way our offense is trending. Um, he's had the high-powered offensive weapons, and he did not excel with them. Our offense is getting back to being high-powered. we got Najee Harris. We got Pat Firemuth. Um, I don't know if he's still on the team or not. Eric Ebron. Uh, you know, we got. What's his. I can see his name. I can see his, I can see his face. I can see his name. We have Chase Claypool, but that's not who I'm thinking of. Um, he hasn't showed up to any voluntary camp yet this year. Um, played ball at Kent State, or not Kent State, Toledo. Um, was our leading receiver last year. Why can't I think of his name? That's going to bother me. Um, let's see here. It is... I, I, that, that's bothering the hell out of me. Uh This would happen. But yeah, our offense is very explosive, or it's trending to be that way here soon. Um, you know, our offense line's been revamped this offseason. We got Mitch Trubitsky, which he does have a cannon. Um, we're going to see if he can play. 
uh, like he should. We also just picked up Miles Boykin, who is a very speedy receiver. Don't know what his hands are like, though. Um, but, yeah, I can't think of that guy's name still. Our offense can be high-powered this year. And it doesn't need a massively downfield or big-time play quarterback to do that because we have the tools to do that. Our defense has the tools to help out. Um, it, it's The possibilities for the season are endless right now. Obviously, week two, three, we'll get a better picture of what the heck's going to happen. Um, but until then, I'm very hopeful for this season because I like the way it's trending. I think Steelers go quarterback, first-round draft, pick 20. Um, I think they have to because, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins passing away. That, that hurts the QB room because now we have mediocre Mason and Mitch Trubisky. That's it. So we have to go QB first round in my opinion. So um, I think if Malik Willis drops to 20, uh, that's freaking awesome. I think Steelers take him. Yeah, I'm not sure that he makes it that far. I think he's going to be gone within the first three, four picks. Um, Deontay Johnson, that's the guy's name. Uh, he, he's explosive receiver. He's fast. He's small. He's shifty. Uh, he can toward his body and hopefully it drops her in his past um, he had a little bit of issue towards the end of the season but for the most part he does well um, I, I like it I'm a fan of him uh, we'll see what he does this year contract year for him so with the receiver market the way it went this offseason if he has a big year he is going to be a big contract player um, big big time money so in my opinion Steelers need to sign excuse me Minka Fitzpatrick to a long term deal now so that way the money is not up in the air for next year to whether we got to pick one or the other between those two guys because I'd take Minka Fitzpatrick over Deontay Johnson every day of the week because the Steelers, even though Kevin Colbert's stepping down after the draft, have had wildly tremendous success drafting stud receivers for a long time, um, dating back to 73, I believe. So I, I think we got to lock up our defense, um, see how Miles Jack plays in. Um, you know, we, we really struggled last year. We did get a lot of sacks last year, but we really struggled with without uh, Bud Dupree. I mean, Alex Highsmith stepped up greatly. Um, but our middle linebacker play was subpar, and I think Miles Jack coming in helping uh, Devin Bush will be a huge thing. And then, obviously, our new linebacker coach coming in from Miami. That, that's a huge addition. Um now, hopefully we sign Honey Badger, two-year deal, something like that, veterans minimum or something like that. I don't know what it's money-wise. But we get Honey Badger and we get Mika Fitzpatrick on the back end. You bring Joe Hayden back, draft a young corner, round three, two, three, somewhere in there. Um, Aliko Willis, Witherspoon in the slot, uh, Cam Sutton at the other side. Our front four is going to be mean and nasty again. I think the Steelers have a real shot this year to make playoffs um, and be good. As long as our OC gets his head out of his ass and gets the ball across the line of scrimmage not behind it, we have a good shot, in my opinion. But I'm a, I'm not a Browns fan, so I'm not used to, like, you know, killing my season before it starts. So I'm hopeful right now. Um, Steelers, the expectation is playoffs. Uh, we're not just looking for a winning record. Our expectation is to make playoffs and make a run every year, no matter how bad or good we are. 
that's just a standard. It's been that way since, you know, 73, 72, somewhere in there, whenever we first started our fucking run to six trophies. Um, so I think Steelers go quarterback round one. Round two, maybe a wide receiver. Three or or secondary player corner. Round three, corner, secondary player, um, especially if they don't sign a safety, they're going defensive back two or three, guaranteed if they don't sign a safety here or corner here within the next week or two. Um, I don't know which rounds we have picks in and stuff. I'm not that big into the draft, but, like, that's my first three picks for the Steelers. That, that's, let's leave it at that. You know, they're going to go quarterback, either wide receiver or defensive back second round, and same for the third round, wide receiver, defensive back for the third round. Um, and then maybe, now I'm not going to lock these picks in for the later rounds, but uh, they may go for a linebacker or a lineman down the road in the later rounds of the draft, uh, which would be smart. Um, but our O-line is young, so... I don't know. Maybe defense lineman or linebacker would be a better option than young O-line because we don't have a lot of money invested in our line, and they're all young and got very good potential. So we'll see what happens. Um, as long as we beat Browns and the Ravens this year and contend with the Bengals, I will be a happy Steelers fan in the AFC North. Um, and I don't know if we do, but if we play the Patriots, we better beat the shit out of them because fuck the Patriots. Um... Let's see here. That's about all the sports I'm really up to date on. Um, only reason being because the draft's next week. So, and I'm more of a football fan than anything else because no one, no one listening to this podcast is gonna know or keep up with track and field the way I do. So I'm not even gonna talk about it. Um, obviously, Connor, who came on the show a couple weeks back, national champion, he keeps up with track and field, but. Is he a regular listener to this podcast? Probably not. So I'm not going to hit on track and field. If you do want to talk about track and field, shoot me a message. Let's let's have a conversation back and forth. They don't even have to be on this podcast. So it's just I'm down to talk track and field any day of the week, um, just like football. So if you have any different uh, picks or what you think the Steelers or the Browns will do, shoot me a message. Let's let's have a discussion about it. I'm open for it. Um, so that, that's my sports picks for sports talk right now. Um, with that, we're going to say, Joe, happy birthday. Congratulations on your, your promotion. Um, I'm going down the list. I wrote down a little bit of things there, so it's just in order. Um, so what's new with my hunting? Um, now you text me back. No, John, you're going to have to shoot for another week. I already started a podcast, so and I'm not restarting now. Um, so with my bow, I'd been, I don't have a case for it. That's a bare legit with wildfire color paint, whatever you want to call it. So it's orange and black and camouflaged and stuff like that. But it's a sweet looking bow. Um, came with a whisker biscuit, trophy ridge whisker biscuit, trophy ridge sight. Um, Excuse me. It, it's a very, very nice bow. Draws smooth. 
uh, I think it's 28 inch draw I have, something like that. It might be a little short for me. I don't know. I don't know how to judge that, but I'm comfortable with where it's at now. I've practiced with it so much. I've had to put another D loop on it because I punched myself in the face after I ripped one. Um, however, something happened. Like I said, I don't have a case for it. It normally just sits in my apartment, leaning up against my targets. It does not move. I don't have anything over there, so there's nothing to hit it or anything. But it must have gotten knocked off when I traveled back up to my parents' house a couple weeks ago in the truck. Because when I went to shoot at 17 yards, I was having to use my 40-yard pin. Uh, something is off. Something big was off. So, got it all recited in um, and stuff like that. So, it, it's back to shoot normal. Although, I think I do need to make some more adjustments. But, I'm not making any more adjustments to it at this point in time. And that's because it started messing with the fletchings of the arrows I was shooting. The Whisker Biscuit did. So, I went to Cabela's. And I dropped 50 bucks on a QAD drop away. So I'm going to have my buddy Zach help me put that on. Um, we're going to go through and adjust it, and I'm going to go back through and recite my bow in with the drop away. So that's why I'm not going to readjust any more of my sights the way they are right now at this moment um, because it's pointless. I'm hitting target consistently. Good, good groupings where it's at now. I'd be, I'd be comfortable taking it in the woods right now to 30 yards. Um, but once I get that drop away on there, I will feel more confident because the arrows will be flying smoother. And I actually, while I was at Cabell's on with the QAD rest, I bought a box of six Carbon Express arrows. Adrenaline, I believe, is their, the line of them. Carbon Express Adrenaline. Um, because that's the three arrows I had my broadheads on. And I was like, all right, those are my hunting arrows. These are the nicer arrows. And then I was just shooting with whatever junk I had. And I... That was obviously throwing me for a loop when it came to specifically narrowing my groupings down and getting my bow sighted and tuned in where it needed to be. So I, I've got practice arrows that I will be identical to what I shoot when I take it out into the woods. So that issue is solved. Um, I'm excited to get it home and, you know, get it recited in and start popping off shots 40 yards and down. I, I personally will not shoot a deer with a bow over 40 yards unless it's mule deer or I'm actually elk hunting or something because whitetail, I'm not, I'm not taking that chance. Um, not yet, anyways. Um, I just got my compound bow in October last year, so or November. November it was. So I'm not going in to just, you know, haul off and start popping off long-ass shots because I don't feel comfortable doing that. I don't trust myself doing that yet, so I'm going to keep it safe. 30 and under, 40 and under, somewhere in there. Ideally, 25, 15 yards would be great. Uh, I think my scent control is that good. That every deer I seen last year was within 10 yards of my tree, so uh, which that takes a lot of work to get your scent control and you got to play the wind correctly. Like I, I preach, play the wind. Um, I actually just washed 95% of my hunting clothes for turkey season and then threw them in a tote with some scent lock dryer sheets to keep the scent clear of them um, and then locked the lid down. It is currently at my apartment. Uh, I've got my turkey gun at the apartment, turkey calls are at the apartment. I am waiting to go. I'm just up in Michigan working for right now. 
Um, I don't know what's happening next week. Uh, maybe traveling up near Dayton to go film a buddy hunt. Um, or I may be traveling back to Carrollton and trying to get my own turkey uh, since I picked up two properties turkey hunt on that they say they see them regularly and I've seen one turkey on the one property and it was massive like I've never seen a bird that big in my life and we used to raise one um, so I'm excited for turkey season to come up um, if you would like to meet that turkey if I get one please message me and let me know um, because I don't mess with feathers all I want off the bird is the beard the spurs and the tail for mounting purposes uh, I'm getting stuffy and then I want to give the meat away to someone who's going to use it. I'm not going to just throw it away. I'm not going to do that. Um, but I will donate the bird to somewhere that will use it. Or I will give it to a buddy who eats it or wants to, you know, do something with it. That's fine with me. I'm happy to do that. Hopefully I kill enough deer this year that I can donate some meat. Um, that's always been a goal is to tag out and, you know, go to a different state and tag out again. That'd be fantastic because one deer fed my, it's still feeding me from last year. So I get six deer in Ohio. I don't need any more deer than two, two, three. Mom and dad, same. So I get three, four deer. I can start donating some meat and make myself feel better. Um, and I know I'm helping other people out too at the same time. So yeah, if you, if I get a turkey, Obviously, it will be up on the Instagram page for Grindstone Adventures. It will go on YouTube, hopefully, because it'll be on film. I will talk about it on the podcast. Um, there'll be pictures on my personal pages. Um, but, yeah, if you if you want that bird, if I get one, just shoot me a message. I'll get that bird to you. Um, I'll drive it out to you that night. Um, guarantee it, no matter how far you are. So, unless you're Drake and you're in a different country, he's over there in Poland. Um, but, no idea where at, but he's in Poland. Uh, with that being said, I'm excited for turkey hunting. I'm excited to get my bow sighted in because deer hunting, it's time to get the binos out and be traveling fields every single night. I'll tell you what, I'm, get, I'm getting excited. It's supposed to be 80 degrees this weekend. Sadly, I have to work. I'm up in Michigan. Um, but, I'll take the money because it'll help out. Um, so that, that's the hunting, uh, I don't know what to call them, things to keep you up to date. Um, it, shoot me a message, let me know how you got your bow set up, you know, what your turkey gun's like or whatever. Shoot me some messages, we'll get, we'll, we'll throw them on the podcast and discuss them, whether you want to come on here or not. I can, you shoot me a message, I'll, I'll give the description of your bow on here. Um. It, you know, it, I think people don't message or, who listen because they're scared of being on the podcast or they're scared of being on a microphone or they're scared of being in front of a, fam or a camera, which is, that's completely fine. People, that, that's normal fears. Uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about that. That's normal. Um, but don't be afraid to comment, you know, throw some suggestions my way, what I'm doing good, what I'm doing bad, where I can improve. Uh, what not to do ever again, what to continue to do more, stuff like that. You know, that stuff helps me out. And the show is for you guys. So um, the more feedback you give me, the better sh the show gets, um, the more you'll like it. So if you don't give me feedback, 
I don't know what you like and what you don't like other than, you know, going through and looking at each episode statistics and seeing who I was downloaded the most. And that really doesn't tell me jack shit. So, um, because some of the most popular people I know don't have shit for listeners on my show. So, it, it the way I get the best feedback is when the people that listen to it reach out to me and let me know what's going on. So... I, I strongly encourage you to reach out. You know, it's not like I'm going to tell you to piss off or anything if I don't like what you say. Like I'm, No, I want you to give me constructive criticism. Uh, I, I, I need it. It's how I will get better. Um, but, yeah. So we're at 30 minutes now, so I'm going to get ready to wrap this up with some motivational stuff. Um, not really, actually. It's just going to be very quick. Um, but... So I said something last week in the podcast with Joe that I've been saying to myself for months and I really, really like it. Um, In regards to getting better every day, you know, improving yourself, saving money, building that house, completing your house remodel, getting that deer done, getting your bow sighted in, um, jumping from job to job, completing homework assignments, whatever the case may be, getting up to go to work, doesn't matter. Everybody's trying to be the best version of themselves. I am 100% supportive of that, and I think that's awesome. Everybody should be doing that. Um, But what I said that I've been saying to myself for the last few months that really resonates with me, and I think I'm going to get to put it on my shirts. I'm going to have to research, see if it's trademarked or not. But uh, no zero days. That's not saying you can't have an off day. That's not at all what it's saying. No zero days means every single day you do something, no matter how big or small it is, to take a step in the direction of your dreams. If that means you wake up, you read five pages of a book you've been wanting to read, check. That's not a zero day. You just you did something that day for the right direction. Um, my nose keeps clogging up. It's starting to piss me off. Um, you wake up, you go to work, you come home, you clean the house, you do laundry, you make dinner for your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever it is. That's not a zero day. You, you kept you kept your house clean. You went to work. You, you invested in your future by going to work, and you invested in keeping yourself stress-free. <laughs> that, that's not a zero day. Um, it may not have been a huge step towards your goals, but it it's something. Um, you know, you can go out, go out, go run six miles. That's a, that's a big step. That's a that's a giant way of you know not having a zero day. Um, like after this, I'm going down to the gym and will be working on my back and my core again. Um, other than that, I I didn't have a zero day today. I did my I did a homework assignment tonight because I don't know if I'm going to be able to Saturday. I'm doing the podcast right now. That's not a zero day. I'm working towards my my dream of being a full-time outdoorsman. I'm going to work out. You know, I, I've had a big zero day, or big non-zero day. So any little thing that makes you move towards your goal or your dream that you can achieve every single day, do it. It will make you feel better. Six months down the road, you'll be like, damn, all those little things just added up to this. Feels great. No zero days. Don't have them. Um, I'm personally looking into getting ready to, well, I'm kicking, let's put it this way. I'm kicking around the idea of doing 
the 75 hard challenge. Um, if you don't know what that is, research it, hit it on YouTube. There's a bunch of stuff about it. So um, it is a very mentally challenging of objective. Um, and I think I need that. So I'm looking into it. I'm not sure if that's something I can start right now in Michigan, but um, the concepts are simple. It's not for a physical change. It's for a mental toughness challenge. Um, and I think that's something I need. So that, that's something I will be looking into possibly doing. I'm doing a Spartan run in June. I'm taking a test for my content to be get my student teaching requirements completed in June. C keep working. That's all I'm trying to say. Keep working. You don't take a day off. That doesn't mean kill yourself every single day. Like I said, any big or small doesn't matter. No zero days. That's all. That's all I gotta say about that. Like it's just work hard, man. Go out there. If you work hard now and have fun while you're doing it now, down the road six months, a year, whatever, you look back, you can be proud you did, and more than likely you're gonna be able to have fun without busting your ass nearly as hard because you are that much closer to making it to your goals. And I guarantee you it'll feel better. It'll feel great. So with that, I am going to leave you with this. No zero days. Go out there, live your life, have fun, man. Go do what you want to do. Weather's getting nice. Go outside for a walk. Go kick a ball around. Go throw a baseball with your boy. Go for a jog. Go for a drive. Go fishing. Go shoot your bow outside. You know, go shed hunting. It doesn't matter. No zero days. Go live your life. Go have fun, man. And with that, this is Grindstone Adventures, episode 13. And I'm your host, Zach Fuhr. And feel free to message, comment, whatever, critique. And I will see you next week with episode 14. Have a good one. I'm out.